everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Finding Our Way, a Southridge member podcast. Today, I want to highlight a really great personal story, and I'm thrilled to introduce to you a friend of mine. Her name is Linda Beard, and she is a dear friend of mine, and I'm so happy to have her with us on the podcast today. Linda, can you say hello to everyone? Hi, everyone. Awesome. And Linda, I would love it if you would share a little bit about yourself. Um, Maybe your family, uh, the location you attend, even for how long, your background, anything that, that you feel um, would be helpful for our listeners to get a, just a, a greater sense of who you are. Great. Thanks, Carrie. Um, my name is Linda Beard, and I'm married to Pat for 49 years. Wow. Uh, we have a daughter, Amanda, who lives in Ottawa with our son-in-law, Michael. And our two oldest granddaughters, Cam, who will be 13 this month, and Zoe, 10. We also have our son, Chris, and daughter-in-law, Heather, who live in Hamilton, with our two youngest granddaughters, Ava, 5, and Audrey, 3. We attend the Glenridge location, and in putting this together, we realized, actually, that we've been involved at Southridge for 20 years since we visited in Fairview, Lyoth, and decided to stay that long ago. And we're now delighted that the church is in this location and in our own neighborhood. Huh, wow. Okay, very cool. Very cool. So you started attending um, just before us because Steve and I figured out that we've been around for 19 years. Okay, we'd be almost the same time, Carrie. <laughs> oh, that's neat. Very cool. Um, and. Yeah, I mean, something else that people might not know about you um, is that you're also involved in marriage mentoring. You oversee our marriage mentor program. We and, do. Um, yeah, so we're going to dive in to get to know more about you, but there, there's lots to know for sure. Um, <sighs> Linda, during these, you know, crazy COVID days, I would love to hear what has been bringing you joy and sustaining you. Well, during the COVID time, we've been so grateful for technology and for outdoor visits to stay connected with um, with friends and, and with family. Um, before our bubble was even formed, uh, every day we connected with our two youngest girls in Hamilton, and we did a 45-minute music session each and every day. So I played the guitar, and Pat was on percussion instruments, and and we did stories and songs, and and uh, we always laughed because we said Pat found a new talent with puppets and said to just call him Mr. Dress Up. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Wow, lucky girls, very lucky girls to have that, that daily music class. That's amazing. It was Zoom, so it was even funnier because we kind of felt like the wiggle. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Cool. Well, um, Linda, we are currently, we've just launched our ninth year of running uh, Southridge Brave Girls here. And, you know, I'm heading into my fourth year of, of leading in Brave Girls, but I would love it if you could share how you came to be involved in Brave Girls, um, you know, back in the day, how long ago that was, and even maybe share a little bit about what the early days of Brave were like. Yeah, for sure, Carrie. Um well, my involvement in BRAVE was truly a gift from God for me and an answer to prayer. 
um, mm -hmm. for about 10 years, we were involved in marriage ministry and other things at Southridge, but I still, and we were in life group as well, but I struggled to see where I actually fit into Southridge decisions. And one Sunday we were attending the Vineland or the Welland site and Sophia was there and she said she came out to the parking lot and said she felt led to talk to me. So the church was looking to invest in female empowerment and she said, could we chat sometime about that? And that was in May. And I remember having just a goosebump reaction and felt excited about the possibility, even though I had no clue what that entails. So I was eligible to retire from teaching and I loved my job. But at the same time, I'd been praying about God's purpose and clarity on what should come after. So within a few days, I sent my letter of resignation off to the DSBN, which was a huge, brave step for me, as I loved teaching the kids. Um, from the early years, I retired out of kindergarten, but I'd also taught high school. Mm. And I loved my mentoring teachers, and I was an MTIP teacher for, for associate teachers and for new teachers to the board. And so there was a lot of a lot of connection with being a literacy lead and those kinds of things, which I, I thoroughly loved. So nothing happened then until August, and then Soph and I connected for just a window for a coffee, um, and she told me about Brave Girls, that it was going to be in, in play, and asked if I would go on the retreat to Muskoka Woods as their prayer person to see if I thought it would be a fit. And okay, I so went. this is the very first Brave Retreat. This is the very first Brave Retreat, okay. yes. Okay, and so this on is 2012, Saturday, right? Right. Okay. And on that Saturday night, we were sitting in an authentic sharing circle, and those can be pretty vulnerable by those, by those standards. And I heard stories of how these girls had been bullied or shamed, even at school, by teachers. And by the time that reached me, I was in tears, and I, I asked forgiveness on behalf of teachers. I found myself in that position of being able to be uh, um, in a reconciliation position. Mm. And it really shocked me. And right then and there, I knew that this program I was in, and here I am, I still am, but it was definitely a call. And I was blessed to be on a team with um, Allie Van and Bogert and Jessica Van, Van Geest as well for those whole three years, and then uh, Allie even after that. Hmm. But I do remember that Saturday night after they talked about inner critic, and I remember it hitting me big time saying, you're too old. None of these girls will want you to mentor them, as mentoring was a piece in that first year. Hmm. And I thought I had to fight that voice for a few minutes. And then when we put the mentors and the, and the girls together, the one girl said to me, I'm so grateful because I was praying it would be you. And I felt that oh. God had redeemed that voice, which was a total lie. Um, oh. That first year too, uh, Carrie, we, we had everyone from grade six to grade 12. So it was a very unusual year. Uh -huh. And actually Sarah was our only grade six, Sarah Fowler. Um, but as a leadership at that time, they didn't want anyone to miss out because some of them would be in senior high school. So at the end of three years together, some of them said, you, you can't leave us now. We still have high school to finish or to start. <laughs> so much prayer went into where do we go from here? And as I prayed about it, my passion just grew and I, and I saw a need. And I started to trust in this area. 
and it was totally an unknown, but, but so were the three years as we kept piloting this thing because we really just walked uh-huh. by obedience. So we didn't have a curriculum. So some mm-hmm. of the alumni piece came from the girls um, as they shared what they needed more of or clarity on that they had learned. Yep. And, and one of them said to me later and has shared openly now we understand what we did for those first three years or why we did it. So the why was, was coming more as they matured. So we okay. spent time in the alumni group over the last number of years focusing on becoming his story and the opportunities to share with peers at one point and even with next level women. And so these girls then learn to solidify all that they learned in the first three years and then were able to start to teach and to lead others with their knowledge. So that was exciting. We also focused on brave and where we wanted to go more, which out of the, the attributes of beloved, resilient, advocate or activist, voice, empowered mm-hmm. and equipped, or expanding our worldview now. And they wanted to see where they were weakest. So we looked at biblical stories of women. We looked at Brene Brown. We spent time looking at strength finders and determining where our strengths lie. What does that really mean? What is mm. a strength? And they were surprised, some of them, to see that what they thought was a strength was not necessarily um, their passion. So right. we got into passion and purpose a little bit more as well. They wanted to know how to pray more. So we took... we took uh, Sarah Maynard's The Prayer of All Prayers, and they shared the part of the Lord's Prayer that impacted them with the younger girls. Got it. We listened to inspirational speakers and challenges and topics that they struggled with, but always was affir- it was affirming their importance to God, His plan, and their place in the body of Christ. So we even listened to the Global Leadership Summit talk and did some of the books that the body was doing, Dream Big, Think Small. So that they were actually hearing things that the community had heard. Right. Very cool. Okay. So I'm just like taking us right back. So 2012, Brave launches. You go on this first retreat as a prayer partner. Find yourself called to this this movement and you become one of the year one leaders. You end up doing a a three-year journey with that group of girls. and were you surprised by that? Like when you said, you know, you were, you kind of went on that first retreat, not even sure. Like, did you feel a sense of, I mean, I guess you felt very called to it, but were you surprised of like, wow, I ended up here. I, I think so. I think, I, I think I, I think I saw, I still can't believe I was chosen to even go on that retreat. When I go right mm-hmm. back, I keep thinking, how did, how did Sophia know to talk to me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, what did she see? What did God t- you know, show her that was in yeah. me because I felt like I had lost my voice. Mm-hmm. And, and out of this, after a sort of a 10-year wait, even though we were in ministry, it was suddenly like, I do have a voice and it makes a difference. So to discover that again and to be able to use some of the skill set that I have mm-hmm. and, to, and, the, and the, the, the trust and the prayer of knowing that God was in it it just, it became a passion. It really did. That's really beautiful to picture you finding your voice 
alongside the girls as they are finding their mm-hmm. voice. Like that's just a really, a really beautiful parallel journey to be on. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then, so you graduate this group of girls and that's when the girls are starting to feel like, oh, you can't leave us now. And so was the alumni thing something that was planned or did it just organically get birthed back in the day? It basically organically got birthed. Okay. Um, when the girls mentioned that, I, I said, well, we should pray about this and see where it goes. And the more I looked at it, the more it just seemed like the next step that we would want to do, especially if we want to bridge a leadership gap. Yeah, for sure. And how many girls joined that alumni group the first year that you were leading it? Oh, dear. I'm, I'm thinking maybe seven or eight. Okay. I, I would think that was a long time ago, Carrie. <laughs> that's okay. I haven't written in my, written in my journal. <laughs> that's okay. Well, and now, Linda, you are you know heading into your sixth year of of leading this alumni group. And how many girls do you have in the alumni group this year? Um, well, this year's changing up. Last year was our biggest year. We had eleven. Okay. Uh, some have gone to university. Some are opting to do other leadership things or other things. Um, and this year, I think we probably have maybe eight, seven okay. or eight. Might okay. be a few, but uh, we're still we're still verifying all of that too. Sure. But this alumni group has essentially taken on a life of its own, and mm-hmm. it's become a place where the, the girls and the leaders together can dig in deeper into the teachings and the um, the concepts of of what it means to be brave and live their brave way. And it's also giving them opportunities to get to know themselves better and their strengths and to provide teaching both for adults, whether it's through the next level context, but also can you talk a little bit about, um, you touched on it, but share a little bit more about the teaching that the girls have been doing for the younger girls. Well, the most recent one was last year when they did, um, we, we worked our way through the prayer of all prayers, which is the Lord's prayer and ways that we can pray that prayer it's a it's a handy tool book box for them as well and but it gave them a a new lens to look at the prayer and so we actually ended up having a retreat where they spent we spent the day on that or three quarters of the day and where they had to um they they prayed and took some quiet time and we talked about different kinds of prayer but they, they really pondered which, which line of the prayer that they wanted to focus on. So they worked in, um, some of them worked in groups of two, some of them worked individually, but they all brought a presentation to the larger group. So they did it once a month um, with the younger girls. So we worked through the whole large Lord's Prayer with them presenting what impacted them, what it now meant to them, what they hadn't seen before and what they what they've learned and how they would apply that in their own life so that was kind of the journey and with becoming his story um we worked through the book by mary elsie um a book i believe uh talking about how do we become transformed like jesus looking at the women in the scriptures mm-hmm. and what what that looks like in terms of praise and uh they basically did a storyline and saw where their life was impacted by God and were able to put a testimony together on how God's making them into his story and more like him. And that was shared with the group. And I think that was the one that was shared with Next Level 
uh, women one evening and with another life group. So they really were stepping out in faith to get some of this done because they thought they couldn't do it. And I remember the first night, no, we're just far too nervous. And then now we watch them step out in confidence and do this on a regular basis, the ones that have gone through that process. Amazing. Well, and it's amazing to see. So um, for those of you who are, who are maybe new to understanding our, our Brave Girls program, we meet once a month and we have year one, year two, year three, and alumni girls all gathered together. And so for the first half hour or so, we have a large group time and that's where this teaching would happen. And then we break up into our small groups. And obviously this year is going to look uh, different because we're doing it in a way that is safe and distance and such. But, um, you know, as I look back on, on the years past and the alumni girls teaching the younger girls, um, I mean, the leaders, we are just so proud of the alumni girls and these younger girls that are listening and absorbing and watching the alumni girls teach, they are just, full of so much admiration for them and they are so teachable and it's just a, a really beautiful way for them to pour into the girls that are younger them than them and mentor them and so it's it's just been amazing to see mm-hmm. I agree <laughs> really cool um okay I know you've touched on it but are there other highlights for you personally as an alumni leader in in oh. this journey that you've been on yeah, this could take more than a half an hour. <laughs> it's kind of like you feel like a mother hen after so many years and so many girls. I'm so blessed to still be connected. And one of my highlights is even staying connected with girls who are out of university or in third year university or whatever. And um, But even last Sunday service was so empowering to see three of our girls partaking in that service on the worship team and praying for our church. And, and, and that to me is where we start to see the fruit and to see them go, go, you know, from, as I say, the lack of confidence to stepping out and being able to use their voices mm-hmm. and to see our grads go off to YWAM and Cape and Ray and university equipped now knowing who they are in Christ. And, um, and just helping, even in Brave Girls, we've had a couple of our, our alumni girls come back and help co-lead for a year. And right. to see them equipped and empowered and to just know that they have the fullness of Christ at work in them, I think, is my greatest joy. And I love being a reference. I got another one, you know, just the other day, could you be a reference for me as I really want to do this? And she's a, an alumni grad. And oh. it's just so wonderful to think that that connection is still there. And there's still sort of that mentoring piece where someone may check in if there's um, an issue they want to talk about or whatever happens. And at that age, we can, we can do that, you know, mm-hmm. a little bit uh, more, more safely and clearly for sure. Sure. Oh, that's beautiful. Right. Because, you know, I would imagine that having led in Brave and especially having led an alumni for this many years, you've really gathered up quite a few significant relationships. <laughs> I would, yes, I have. And I, 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 you know, I'm just so excited because I just touched base with a few the other day who said, well, we can Zoom still now. Nobody's, you know, sort of away. So we're thinking uh-huh. of still even doing that just to touch base, see how things are going or if they have a prayer request, they send it on or whatever. So I'm very grateful. Today, I was lucky enough to be zoomed into uh, Smithville uh, Christian High School to watch one of our girls 
share the message today on encouragement. And it was just, you know, you just go, wow, look at wow. this. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So Linda, how has this impacted your faith, your relationship with God, your personal journey? Um, I know like you have most definitely poured into these girls. And I also know uh, because, you know, you're my friend and we work together. I also know that you have been on the receiving end of so much. And so could you talk a little bit about how you have been shaped by the girls? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it just increases my faith to see, you know, love and respect um, and excitement that's within that group itself, but, but within myself, I just, I just feel so excited um, when I look at these girls and I feel so encouraged to see, you know, that the past and present can come together to, to mold our future, our future leaders. And, you know, to be entrusted with leading these girls in these years, it's, it's a responsibility that I just, I don't take lightly because I just know that the fruit of that is so evident. Um, I, I always say to Pat, when I leave on Monday night, I never leave without feeling full and a real sense of gratitude for God for allowing this investment in our church body and for letting me to kind of be one of the pioneers in the journey, which changes each year in alumni. So there's some resilience <laughs> and yeah. for the gift of finding my voice once again, because I've had it before in leadership and other things, but it just was dormant for a while and the waiting piece for me was a real learning experience too to just say okay just be still and then to see it come into into play and I think I just the the blessing that God continues to challenge us as leaders and this year with Shannon Faber and Rachel Tallman and Marcella you know we'll move into another year and we'll just see how it unfolds beautiful Beautiful. Um, okay, so Linda, can you share a little bit? You know, we've been talking a lot these days um, here at Southridge about the generations working together. And um, could you talk a little bit about what do you see as the benefit of different generations working alongside each other and serving together? How does that actually impact the body of Christ? Well, to me, I, it brings the fullness of the body of Christ together. I mean, Paul urged Timothy, right, to, to cultivate a culture where all ages worship, study, and serve together. And that's Christ's desire as well in his prayer of all prayers, in the Lord's prayer, where he says, you know, my prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message that all of them may be one. And then further, maybe they'd be brought to complete unity to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. So all gifts and perspectives are needed to fulfill um, to fulfill the Lord's ministry here on earth and the mission. So we definitely learn from one another, and it has a huge impact on the body when we can all work together because we're, we need to have everybody's perspective and we need to have everyone's gifts brought to the table. Beautiful. <laughs> okay, do you have any advice for anyone who might be listening today and maybe they want to build a relationship with the younger generation? Maybe they don't really know where to start. Maybe yeah. it kind of intimidates them. You know, what advice would you have for them? Well, um, 
I think value and respect for one another, regardless of age and gender and race, you know, we, we learn from each other. And a quote that I really love that resonates with me from Martin Luther King Jr. said, I can never be what I ought to be until you are what you ought to be. And all I could think when I thought of that was that's the, the admonition to encourage one another to love and good works. And if we want our light to shine in the church, then this is inclusive, it's everyone. So for advice, I'd say, you know, pray for our young people that they can truly understand what it means to be part of a larger community and not just in their own groups, but to be accepted with love and respect and to pray for opportunities to interact and connect um, with them. It's harder in COVID, obviously, but to serve with them. And, um, and for example, share stories. I, I've been learning that because one of the girls in alumni said, she, I love your stories. I think you should write a book. And I thought, <laughs> oh man, I thought it was too old for this, but I just thought it was really neat because she said, you know, your life application and your experiences impact me. I love listening. And I thought, I think I was using an example about something with my daughter when she was younger or a teenager. And so that kind of thing, that feedback, they respect that, but it also showed me that I need to listen to their stories and they need to listen to mine. Hmm. So invest in a young person, you know, even if it's, you know, or one you'd like to know better, even a note of encouragement or become a prayer partner and, and just see how you can help. Hmm. But we can't exactly speak to each other in the lobby after the service right now, but that's another way to just go up and say, you know, we haven't met. I'd really yeah. love to know who you are and, and, uh, you know, what are you doing? What are you feeling about church or how do you feel as part of the body? I mean, some of the girls would probably stand and wonder, wondering what would happen with that. But on the other hand, I think it's a really great opportunity to get to know people. So I would just say, step out in faith and, and, uh, Try and see another perspective. Meet with, meet with young people. And it doesn't matter how old you are. I remember some people kind of saying, well, when you're older, you've done it. You don't want to do it anymore. Not true. I, I just find every day, it's, it's new every morning. And I just get excited to think that I watch these young people becoming the body of Christ. And, and that's exciting for me. Oh, that's amazing. So what would you say your prayer, your hope is for the younger generation that's that's growing up here at Southridge? Well, I think um, it's definitely, I would love to see them integrated in the services like last week and even more yep. on prayer teams or on other parts of ministry for their valuable input. Um, I'd love to see them interacting with the older generation, however that can work, whether it's a you know, it's, it's a place that they haven't been. How do, how do we connect the older and the younger generation? Um, they have important voices and they need to be heard. How do we let them do that so that others can see that they are in agreement on some of the things that uh, they're thinking or they might be able to come alongside and walk with them? I would love for them to see that they're valued and trusted as we all walk together. Um, towards whatever God's calling them. And I, and I think it's the intentional integration of the past, present, and future to fulfill, to fulfill God's mission that's really key. I, I'd also, I really hope that we're not afraid 
um, to pass a baton. You know, we're a team and a, and a relay race, one passes the baton to the next, but you're still a team. And yeah. they should be able to run a leg as we all run the race. And they probably run it a lot faster than I do. And that's so important that they can, they can run ahead and we can still be on the team that supports them and encourage them. And it's just so exciting to watch these young leaders, you know, step into the future here and, and show all the attributes of, of brave. And uh, that's my hope is that they, we see them in all kinds of ministries and serving in the church, not just in nursery, not that there's anything wrong with that. I bless them all in nursery <laughs> or any of the other places. But I just often they get sort of relegated to working with kids all the time. And I think there are other places that I would just love to see them on the first step or praying for older people or, um, you know, but then, of course, prayer is probably part of my heart as well. So, um, but I I just, there's so much potential that we have and God's raising it up. We're watching it happen over nine years. It's, It's extremely exciting. That's amazing. Can you, just as we wrap up um, uh, today, can you share with us what your focus for your alumni group is going to be for this coming year? <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a really good question, Terry. <laughs> um, I think because we have such a mixed bag, we have a couple of very seasoned grads um, yep. who will be off to university next year. And then we have some very young grads coming in from grade nine. And I'm... I really pray. I have a sort of an outer skeleton of what that might look like, but I'm I'm really praying about how that all comes together and how how the older ones can help the younger ones, um, but how the younger ones can rise up to meet the expectations. And um, some of the things we'll look at, I, I'd like to pick up after hearing the curriculum yesterday uh, through Ellen, the new curriculum for Brave, I'd like to see um, if there's any gaps that the, mm. the girls feel we need to fill where, where do you feel least confident or where do you still feel like maybe you're not totally loved by god or where do you feel your leadership strengths are or what do you need more work on so i think a lot of it goes with the dynamic of the group sure oh that's amazing so we could use prayer for that <laughs> right right prayer goes both ways absolutely yeah. Absolutely. Oh, well, Linda, thank you so, so much for joining us today. Thank you for your incredible investment in Brave over these years, um, in Brave itself, and of course now in the alumni. Thank you for investing in the next generation and for just being a fantastic example to our community of what it looks like to be the church with students. Thank you for pouring yourself into a generation of Brave girls and allowing yourself to be shaped and blessed by them. It's just a really beautiful story. And I'm glad that we've been able to share this with our, our Southridge community. So thanks, Linda. Well, thanks so much, Carrie. It was a pleasure to, to have to think and reflect on all of the goodness of God in all of this. So I oh, like- good. I'm so glad. Yeah. Thank I'm you. I'm so glad. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for joining us. We will see you next week as we continue to find our way together. Take care, everyone. Bye.